Wow, starting January 20th, that's this Sunday, a total lunar eclipse or a blood moon that coincides with a supermoon will be visible throughout the United States. Uh, That's something to look forward to. Starting at 11.41 p.m., the full eclipse will begin. The maximum eclipse will occur at 12.12 a.m. Monday, and the total eclipse will end at 12.44 a.m. So be careful. Ooh, we should talk to Gary, the numbers guy, on these numbers and the times and the dates. 1-20-2019. Ooh. One, two, three, four, thirteen. Thirteen is the new eleven. We should talk to Gary about the numbers. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. We'll talk to Gary about the numbers of the super moon and the blood moon and the lunar eclipse and the total eclipse of the heart. Oh wait. That was what's your face? Bonnie Ray. I can't read Total Eclipse without thinking of the Bonnie Raitt song, Total Eclipse of the Heart. Sorry, it's my fault. All right, we'll talk to Gary about that tomorrow because we want to find out how doomed we really are. YouTube, get off your high horse. Come on. So YouTube has updated its rules to explicitly ban dangerous pranks and challenges. Why else do I go to YouTube? What caused this? The bird box blindfold challenge going viral. I mean, I can't believe people would do something like that. I can't believe people would want people to do things like that. And I heard somebody say, I saw somebody blindfold their baby and it walked into the wall. So what? The kid, babies walk into the wall every day on their own. It's just funny. You know, you're making fun of your kid. It's just funny. Would I do it to mine? If my wife wasn't around, she'd be a little angry. But, oh, just a dad. (laughs) Just a dad. Just a tad. Uh, I can't believe I have to say this, but please do not hurt yourselves with this bird box challenge. <sighs> okay, Netflix, maybe I give you a little bit of break for that. Maybe. But YouTube, I mean, we watch people smash their groins, smash their heads, car wrecks, everything else, but we can't watch some kid trying to drive his car blindfolded. I mean, as long as no one gets hurt, if you if you watched the uh, Dingleberry Challenge, uh, remember they drove with the car windows all being blacked out with the GPS. Right, they were driving slow and it's just like turn right, and they turned right. They hit stuff and ran over stuff, and so, I mean, in real life that'd be fun to do, right? Just for fun. I'm not saying I don't want to run people over. Most people, but. You know, you run into a light pole. That would kind of, you know, the city would probably get a little mad at you. But uh, you could do it out in the country. You could have fun. I mean, YouTube, get off your high horse. And just when you thought Alex Jones couldn't uh, get hurt anymore, eh-eh, Roku drops him. A, I didn't realize he was on Roku. B, he's hung on for quite a while on Roku. They've hung on. 
So why all of a sudden are we dropping him on Roku? He hasn't been in the news. He showed up at the hearing, right, with the with the, the 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 Monopoly guy, with the Monopoly guy with his mustache and beard at the one hearing. Yeah, he was there for that hearing. The uh, whatever hearing it was, gosh darn it, the Facebook or the or the Twitter hearing or whatever. Remember when the Monopoly guy showed up and he kept bending down behind the. The people, and every time he came up, he had a longer mustache and beard on. It was great. So, the uh, deletion from the channel store, uh, over. That's too bad. I mean, they need to get off their high. You know what? Too many people riding around on their high horses. That's what's happening around here. Too many people riding around on their high horses. Yeah, that's what's going on. Okay, so the big news story coming out of Florida. The boss made her work on Sundays. Oh, my God. What? So the hotel dishwasher is awarded $21 million after the boss made her work on Sundays. I, absolutely. Now, I, I'm thinking to myself, good. If she, if that was her religious, she didn't want to work on Sundays, and that was her day of rest, and we go to church and family, good for her. The jury also found she was due 35000 in back wages. And five hundred thousand dollars for emotional pain and mental anguish. Oh, I have one of those too. Oh my gosh! So they they awarded her twenty one point five million dollars. Now the cap on punitive damages prevents her from receiving that entire amount. That's Florida. Why? That's Florida. It's okay, been I'm that way for a while. Then. It's been that way for a while. Um, she'll end up. Let's see. I forget how much she'll end up with, but it isn't twenty one point five million dollars i know i know uh well, after this uh call me i want to sue the thing oh yeah she she said I, I asked for 50 million knowing that i was capped at three hundred thousand for punitive oh okay i mean that's still though i remember when they were fighting over that in florida it was kind of so uh marie jean Pereira. i don't know what her name is a stupid pierre or something What's with you in Italian? Uh, it's not. She's not Italian. Marie Jean Pierre. Yeah, Italian. P i e r r e, right? Marie Marie Jean Pierre. There it is, Italian. Marie, the dishwasher, sued Virginia-based Parks and Hotel Resort, uh, formerly known as Hilton Worldwide. Because of for civil rights uh, violations, uh, because uh, she made him work on Sunday, and she said she told them, "I can't work on Sundays. I do not work on Sundays because of my religious beliefs. I love God. No work on Sunday because Sunday I honor God." So they let her. They let her do it for a little while. This is where they got in trouble. They let her do it for a while, and then uh, uh, the kitchen manager said, uh, "No, you got to work on Sundays." Yeah, to work on. Something. I don't care. Um, though then, she said okay, but then she swapped shifts with some other people so she didn't have to work, and uh, then they fired her. Then they fired her. Get get out. So um, she was uh, Hilton said. I bet this is this is a quote from Hilton. We're very disappointed in the jury's verdict. I bet they lost money, baby. I bet. And believe that it's supported by the facts. Uh, no, she said that she didn't want to work on Sundays, and you let her not work on Sundays because of her beliefs. And now, uh, 
Then the manager said, no, you got to work on Sundays. But they let her swap shifts with other employees, so she didn't work. So technically she was scheduled on a Sunday, which the manager you know, was happy with, but then found out she wasn't working, got pissed, and fired her for it. And no, that's not the way it works, bro. Nope. Now, having said all that, and everybody's like, yep, absolutely. Um, what if she refused to make a cake for a gay person? A gay person wedding, a gay wedding. Right? I mean, we're all for this. But now we're all the up that's absolutely right, right. It should be. That's the way it is. But we got people in Colorado and people in Oregon that are their religious beliefs. No, my religious beliefs, I can't make this wedding cake. You gotta make anything else. I can't make it right. We make have we to. have to. We have to, or we're going to put you out of business and fine you and close you up. We don't even want to see your face on the planet of the earth anymore. But this lady hailed as a hero. Well, that's different. That's a dishwasher. I want my cake. If I'm a gay man, I want my cake. And you can have your cake. But if it's a wedding cake, I'm not going to make it I for you. I want a wedding cake from then go down the street. No. I don't. I want no, my it cake. Goes against, it goes against what I well, believe in. Tough. I'm going to sue you, and you have to pay me and make my cake. No, I won't. Let's try I'll this. make you the crappiest cake in the as long as you make my cake. history. See, that's the deal, right? That's the deal. As long as you make my cake. Yeah, that's all it is. So the guy, he, he doesn't, but the person, you know, no matter what it is, whether he makes a, he doesn't want to make a crappy cake because that's his business, right? Yeah, that's his, it's that's reputation. He's uh, reputation. Right. So, uh, but it really, that's what he should have done. That's what he should have done. Just made a cake of, of cow poop. There you go. I told you no, but you're going to force me. Okay, no problem. Good luck. Is that white frost? It's all white frosting on a big chunk of cow poop. Good luck. God bless. Might have been over the edge a little bit. All right, so you were in the Air Force, right, Chris Cruz? Yes, I was. Okay. So a U.S. Navy submarine commander, he's been fired. Oh, no. What did he do? I know. I know. And all just because he's, he hired like 10 prostitutes to party in his hotel room. Is that wrong? That's what I'm saying. So Captain uh, Travis Zettel of the USS Bremerton paid for the women while his submarine was on a farewell tour of the Philippines last March. Oh, we okay. got to be careful in the Philippines, though. So the commander is said to have bragged to two sailors at a hotel pool. That's the problem right there. That he'd ordered 10 girls to arrive at the hotel. You can't brag, commander. At the time, the sub was docked at the uh, Subic Bay in, in the country, and one of the sailors then saw around 10 provocatively dressed women outside did the you? hotel entrance later that evening. Did you right? see? Come on. Did you? The commander's boasting was then reported to the Naval Criminal Invest to NCIS. Wow, that's so, some snitches right there. Right? They did what? not like the commander. Nope. They no. Did not like Thank the commander. Thank you. They did not like that commander. That's what it was. When confronted about the allegations, uh, the commander said, uh, "Yeah, I paid for the female. Oh, come on. Yeah, I'm not paid for it." During the same tour, now this is this is a separate story inside the same tour, which really kind of ticks me off because they're trying to make the Navy look bad here. But during the same tour, another sailor was seen with three local females holding onto his arm as he was wandering around. So, so, would it be okay if it was just 
three or four men holding each other's hands wandering around? Probably. You wouldn't be able to say anything about that, would you? No. And a criminal probe was launched. Why? Because he was seen wandering around with three women on his arms. I mean, we are doomed. That person, nothing really happened to. They just reassigned him. The uh, He didn't face any problems. The commander, gone. Have a nice day. The commander, gone. I mean, he's got the money. He's got the stop. He's got the cash. And now we're good to go with the 10 hookers in the room. He didn't order any for me. We're calling NCIS. Doomed. You know, what we needed to get to today, and I'm looking at, you know, tomorrow's Friday, Fat Pile Friday, and uh, I've got, I mean, the Fat Pile, I mean, the fat got bigger as the week goes. So, let's go get something to drink in the break room, and we are going to, I've got a plethora of health stories. Health is big. Health, diet, we're all big on that. we got to lose weight. It's 2019. You're still you're still strong in your in your resolutions. It's good, okay. So, while drinking a Coke Zero might not be in your resolution, it is in mine. Oh, oh my God! I don't know if I ever told you how good Coke Zero is cold. I have. Have Many I, times. I have? Many times. I think you say every time we go to the cooler, I you don't take recall. a drink. Okay, we'll go back. But it is <laughs> tremendous. Ice cold Coke Zero. And the regular Coke, ice cold zero sugar. All right, now there is the caffeine free, which I'm being forced to drink these days. And it's, uh, you know, a little disappointing. But that's the way it is these days. Okay, so stack of health and diet stories, okay? There's a breast cancer cells can be turned into fat. Mouse study. (laughs) Scientists in Switzerland have made a breakthrough by turning cancer in mice into harmless fat. Nice. The development came after they treated the rodents with a combination of two drugs that are already approved for use by humans by the Food and Drug Administration. One of them, Rosiglitazone, R-O-S-I-G-L-I-T-A-Z-O-N-E, Rosiglitazone, which is currently employed to treat type 2 diabetes, and the other... Tramtinib, T-R-A-M-E-T-I-N-I-B, inhibits the growth and spread of cancer cells. But together, they're turning your cancer into fat. Well, your breast cancer into fat cells. Uh, The mix of medications takes advantage of the plasticity or adaptability of certain cancer cells during metastasis, according to a report of live science. So we got that to look forward to. 
a first step for a family's biotech vaccine against Alzheimer's. Nice. Uh, Vaccines have often shown promise for certain patients. They've come with devastating side effects for others, brain swelling, for example, because researchers have been able to uh, reliably keep patients' immune systems from kicking into overdrive when exposed to the vaccines. Uh, Now a four-year-old Dublin startup believes it may be on to something. Uh, The United Neuroscience Incorporated, and, you know, I mean, who doesn't read their weekly update every week? the United Neuroscience Incorporated, uh, they haven't solved Alzheimer's yet, uh, and they haven't claimed to, but in a clinical trial show that 96% of the patients responded without serious side effects to their Alzheimer's vaccine the company calls UB311. Nice. Patients demonstrated improved brain function, showed a reduction in the protein plaque gumming up their neurons. Um, we're doing better than the placebo on all these things, said the uh, the CEO. So UB311, looking at a possible vaccine, helping with uh, getting rid of Alzheimer's. Fantastic. Wellness warriors, they're obsessed with telling women uh, what to do with themselves. This doctor uh, is, uh, you know, is reported in the uh, latest Marie Claire uh, magazine. Who doesn't read Marie Claire. I mean, hello. I mean, I I stopped having to come right to the house, but I read it. I I buy it every week at the grocery store. Um, They've asked that you please not put parsley in your vagina. I know. I know. The doctors have asked that you please not put parsley in your vagina. I know. So many questions. Uh, Parsley can help to soften the cervix and level out hormonal imbalances that could be delaying your cycle, helping your period come faster. And so if you're struggling to find a dish based on parsley, don't panic. Uh, The most most effective forms are said to be parsley tea and parsley vaginal inserts. For those of you thinking, wait, there's parsley vaginal inserts? I know I'm with you. I have not heard of that. What the magazine fails to mention, though, is that putting parsley into vaginas can be extremely dangerous. No. No, no kidding. Don't say that. Rule 101 of vaginal health, and this is something, I mean, I think we can all live with. All right? Although I I might want to go against this, actually, now that I think about it. Because this is, according to this article, Rule 101 of vaginal health. Do not stick anything up there that isn't medically approved or made for vaginal insertion. I think we'll just leave it at that right there. Just know that parsley does not belong there. Okay. 33-year-old man hospitalized in Dublin for treatment of an abscess after he he has back pain. He has um, has huge back pain. He can't get rid of the can't get rid of the back pain. And for uh, I don't know what made him think that uh, this would work. I'm trying to see if it actually says what made him think this would work. 
it doesn't. This is just something that he thought, hey, let's do it. Why not? Um, he was hospitalized because uh, for 18 months, he was uh, shooting up his own semen, giving himself his own injections of, se- of his own semen. He wasn't stealing it. He wasn't out asking people. He was out on the street corner asking people for theirs. He was using his own. Um, I really don't know why he would think that would help his back pain. I mean, there's just a ton of jokes. A ton of jokes and a ton of real-life situations that would prove that to be wrong. But we'll let you figure those out on yourself. Woman gets a whole pack of tramadol stuck in her throat for 17 days. I had no idea it was there. Let you write your own jokes for that one, too. And we had the story of the... uh, uh, There's another health story here because that ties in to the woman that can't hear men's voices during rare hearing disorder. A woman in China has a rare hearing disorder. She can no longer hear men's voices. A side note to this story. A man in the United States has a rare hearing disorder that can't hear women. Who's that? It's a man in Texas. In Irving, Texas. I know he's right here. We should probably talk to him. We should probably interview him. Her doctor diagnosed the woman with reverse slope hearing. Oof. Don't you hate when you get that? Don't you hate when you get that? Especially the reverse. Reverse slope hearing. You don't want to have, you know, the normal, you know, normal forward one. If you have the reverse, you're doomed. You're doomed. She can no longer hear low frequencies, which include the average male voice. It could be temporary, though. Reverse Good. Good. slope hearing loss. This particular one in this lady could be temporary. So we'll say a quick prayer for her. Um, strange, strange, strange swirling patterns across a Kansas woman's body. was a rare symptom of butt cancer oh no yeah anal cancer that story when i read it made me not look in the mirror ever again when you look at the pictures the pictures of the lady and her rare swirling patterns do not Look in the mirror when you get out of the shower. Afterwards, if yeah, you yeah. see some kind of ring or some kind of mark, uh, it's very possible. It's uh, not ringworm. It is not ringworm. And you'd be wishing it was ringworm. Yep. This isn't funny. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not funny. A colonoscopy revealed she had uh, wow, type 2A anal cancer. That's sad. It did not spread to the lymph nodes, though. Just inside. So she, yeah, that's great. Uh, the woman sent to a dermatologist again so the rash could be evaluated. She relieved clinical diagnosis of that. Uh, that's supposed to be before starting radiation and chemotherapy. So she's, look, she's fighting this back good. But just know that if you, you know, turn and look in that full length mirror, I would say, well, you know, you have to do that because that's kind of health. If you don't do stuff, then you end up with just a heart attack and getting hauled off to 911. I wonder who you know, like was somebody, that? I know. Who I was know. that? People, it sounds people familiar. People do that a lot. It sounds familiar. I know. People do that a lot, though. Weird. You should probably get help when they have, you know, say, let's say, for example, I don't know, you wake up and you got a little pain in your chest. 
Okay. Do you ignore it? Yeah. Got it. It goes away. You're fine. It goes away? Nothing else happens after that, except for a couple days later, then it doesn't go away. <laughs> and that person gets a heart attack. That's what that heart attack is. Yeah. But the couple days before was a warning like, hey, 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 fat man. Get off the bed. We're about to put you down. Okay. Go see a doctor. And I didn't hear that because I had reverse slope hearing loss. So you couldn't hear yourself? I couldn't even hear myself. Damn. I know. Colorado child dies from flu after not getting second shot. You're supposed to get two shots now? Yeah, I didn't know that. A young child died of the flu in Colorado because the child was not properly vaccinated. The death marked the first child to die of the flu in 2008. The child was struck by the H1N1 strain of virus, according to the flu part. The child was Children under the age of nine getting the flu vaccine for the first time are advised to have two shots. Ooh, I didn't know that. Children under the age of nine getting the flu vaccine for the first time are advised to have two shots at least 28 days apart for protection against the flu. I did not know that either. You don't have kids under 10, do you? No, I do not. Could be the reason why I don't know that. (laughs) I do and I don't know that. But it hasn't been that long. It hasn't been that long since to my... To kind of forget, yeah. Yeah, I mean, my, my youngest 12? child is 11. Oh, 11. Oh. So, and we've gotten flu shots for them before. I was going to ask you, do you participate on the flu shots? And I don't recall ever getting two. Is that every time or the first time? Because it sounds like the first time you're supposed to get two. So far, this is the rest of the flu stuff. The Colorado Department of Public Health and Environment revealed on Wednesday that the child received only one instead of two doses of flu. Children under the age of nine getting the flu vaccine for the first time. Right. So maybe uh, someone like, uh, I don't know, my wife took care of that. (laughs) Her job? She did her job? Thank you. Thank you. It's exactly what happened. That's why you don't know about it, because it's her job. And we've talked. She just took care of it. I don't want to know. Oh, no. Did you get it done? Thank you. So, apparently, we also have a uh, doomed stealth disease. Stealth disease. We've talked about a lot of different stuff going on in this country and what's going on. I mean, we we are close to being doomed. So, this particular disease has been written off for years. As old age, but it's really the disease that's behind thousands of cancers and joint problems. But nothing can change in science. Nothing can change. Science, science is law. It's, it's, it's settled. Science, the science is settled because nothing could change in science. So this disease, hemo. Chromatose, yeah, uh, hemochromatose causes patients to. I know we have to say it right. All right, so it's a particular disease. This hemochromatosis. That's pretty close. Causes patients to absorb more iron from their diet, and while some is turned into red blood cells, excessive amounts build up in the liver. A stealth disease which causes the iron to build up to toxic levels, may be responsible for thousands of cancers and disabling joint problems, written off as part of aging. 
So hereditary is one of the most common genetic disorders among people of European descent, but it had, but it had previously only been thought to harm about 1% of the people carrying the mutation. Uh, but no. Uh, in the largest study to date, the team of UK and US researchers estimate as many as one in five one in five men and one in ten women with both genes affected were affected by hemochromatosis and another harmful condition linked to the iron overload. I don't know what the other harmful condition is, though. This is scary because yesterday we talked about vitamin D killing dogs. Now we have hemochromatosis killing people. Right. It doesn't say what. I, I'm a little nervous now because we've still got another. Uh, it talks about. Uh, what? Why are you nervous? I'm a little nervous now because they're hiding stuff from us in this story. In the, and I just read it, and it just flew, it just flows, flows in the story. But what they're telling you is they don't. They're telling they're keeping something else secret. In the largest study to date, all right, a team of UK and US researchers estimate as many as one in five and one in ten women with both genes affected were affected by. Hemochromatosis. And another harmful condition linked to iron overload. That's all. What is the harmful condition? What is the other harmful condition? It doesn't say. The hemochromatosis mutations were thought to only rarely cause health problems. You thought wrong. Wow, people with the mutation absorb about twice as much of iron from their diet as those without it. Turn the blood, red blood cells, the threshold of the body can't remove it. It deposits around the body, particularly in the liver. That's what's wrong. That's what I have wrong. I have hemochromatosis. Well, you have more than that. You're like 150. Now, yeah, I know, but this story, uh, this story here, uh, Gwenda McInerney, 72, diagnosed in 1987 after years of feeling fatigued, which, I mean, I've been years of feeling fatigued. Hello. Uh, went to set up the Irish Hemochromatosis Association. So, I mean, I, how come I don't have, how come I'm not getting the flyers from the Irish Hemochromatosis Association? We've got, to, I've got to sign up for that. I got to go to the website. That's Chewing the Fat breaking news. Chewing the Fat breaking news as we're uh, as we're uh, as we're laying down the tracks for the audio. That's old school, baby. Uh, what's the freaking news? Oh, sorry. Buckingham Palace says that the 97-year-old husband of Queen Elizabeth II, yeah, Prince, Prince Philip, Philip, was in a car accident. <laughs> That's it. We don't have any, any news or more details the to follow. Palace said, At least if you don't have any more. There's more details to follow. We're on this story, Jeff. Details to follow. Details at six. Something. I mean, we just don't leave it with who's in the car. Actually. Well, I want to make sure people are ready for this. You know, this is big news. He's 97. He's out there I driving. Know. I thought you were going to tell me he passed away. I thought so, too. You know, Wait, Was it, he being chased by paparazzi like Diana? I mean, was the whole, the whole damn kingdom after paparazzi are going to kill them all or what? 
Uh, the palace said that the two-vehicle accident happened on Thursday afternoon near uh, the state, the Queen's Country Retreat in eastern England. So he's uh, he all he did is he's going for a little drive and bumped into a tree. <laughs> the uh, Norfolk police says they responded to the uh, coalition and two people in one vehicle were treated for minor injuries. I bet they were. The prince just hit us. Ow! Ow! The palace says that a, a doctor examined uh, Prince Philip as a precaution and confirmed he wasn't hurt. Yeah, well, anytime, anytime, if you're 97, anytime you bump into a tree, you uh, you got to get that checked. But the other people treated for minor injuries. Shut up. I like this at the end. Uh, neither police force nor the palace will provide more details, including whether Philip was one of the two drivers. Interesting. Interesting. Don't worry about talking in the other room while Chris is on the air. You guys just keep talking. That's fine. There's nothing but another. We're just we're breaking news on chewing the fat here with stories. Don't worry about it. <sighs> More at six. There you have it from chewing the fat. Breaking news. We break in whenever there's breaking news. This is not. This is this is live broadcast. This is just a higgly piggly broadcast. All right. Yeah, this is a live podcast broadcast. I mean, we, you know what I'm saying. Speaking of that. Because that's just another example of why you need to subscribe to this podcast. That's just, I mean, really, that's one of the strongest reasons. So whenever you're listening to this, this is breaking news. <laughs> and thank you so much for uh, listening to the show. I appreciate it. But uh, please subscribe and please tell your friends and neighbors and even the people you don't like. Tell them, hey, I've got something for you to listen to. It's called Chewing the Fat. And let them subscribe, too. We need your help. All right, let's pass the word a little bit. And then uh, if you rate and review it, it also helps us along the way. So just rate it 20 stars and review it best podcast ever. And uh, then you're done. You're moving on with your life after you share it with a few people here and there. So thank you so much to Chewing the Fat. And you can always follow follow me on Twitter at JeffyMRA, Facebook, uh, Jeff Fisher Radio, along with Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio as well. And, uh, you know, I, I, our newsman, uh, Chris Cruz, uh, he has a Twitter account. You can find him on Twitter. So red flags to watch out for before you get married. So more than 55,000 single men and women have applied to be on Lifetime's Married at First Sight. Wow. Wow. We, that, that means we're doomed. Right? I mean, these people are signing up for these silly shows. <sighs> Unbelievable. Jessica Griffin, the sociologist, uh, in her third season mentoring couples on the show, says we do extensive background checks to help their contestants find love everlasting. Our filtering for major issues such as substance abuse problems, criminal histories, and experts then start to look for less obvious signs of trouble. Over the years, they've identified several warning signs that signal that a person isn't ready for marriage. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What would that be like saying, I don't want to get married? Uh, No, I don't want to do that. Oh, their ex is still in the picture. Yeah, that's bad. Uh, They don't set boundaries with their parents. I mean, they're critical of you and not in a cute, teasing way. (laughs) You're not wearing that, are you? Does this make me look fat? Uh, You are fat. 
They've always uh, instigated their breakups. Oh yeah, they're the ones. They were the ones responsible for their breakups, big time. They put you on a pedestal. Why is that bad? On the flip side, beware of your significant other is always praising you as perfect. You don't want someone who idolizes you. What? I mean, I thought it was you were supposed to put your person on a pedestal. They give you reasons to doubt their fidelity. Oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't want anybody messing around on you from the beginning. You know, you're gonna dress like that, or uh, I'm moving on. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go down to the bar, and I can get anybody I want whenever I can. So those are a few things to watch for. But good news, Married at First Sight uh, looks like it was re-upped. You'll be able to watch it. You know what I've been watching lately? And I watched it last night. And it's it's so bad. It's so fascinating. Like, of course, we've watched uh, My 600-Pound Life forever. But they've got a couple new shows on now. One is A Family by the Ton. I think that's the name of it, Family by the Ton. And there's another There's another uh, fat doc that's trying to take over for Dr. Now in Houston. He is not close to Dr. Now. He's not as good. He's a little younger. And they, you know, they're bringing in patients and stuff, but he's not, he's not as, he's not as caring as Dr. No, because people think Dr. No is this, you know, a a bad guy. He's not, man. He tells you how it is. You are, you're 700 pounds because you eat too much and you don't exercise period. And we need you. That's how you need to lose weight by not eating as much and exercising period. And if you don't have that in your heart to do, then I'm not helping you. We're moving on. The other doc was, he didn't seem like he had the. Hardcore stamina, but I only watched a little bit of it. But my the my my uh, the ton family or whatever <laughs> family family by the ton, I think that is. I think it's the title of it is. Oh boy, man, oh man, oh man. That uh, it's sad. It's sad. Yes, is this um, another breaking news story? This is I another have? breaking news story. Two in one day. Please pick up that piece of paper I put on your desk. Two in one day, breaking news. Um, this is from President Trump. Oh, boy. Towards Nancy Pelosi. Oh, he finally responded? He responded. Nice. And here we go. Dear Madam Speaker, due to the shutdown, I'm sorry to inform you that your trip to Brussels, Egypt, and Afghanistan has been postponed. We will reschedule this seven-day excursion when the shutdown is over. In light of the 800,000 great American workers not receiving pay, I'm sure you will agree that postponing this public relations event is totally appropriate. I also feel that during this period, it would be better if you were in Washington negotiating with me and joining the strong border security movement to end the shutdown. Obviously, if you like to make your journey by flying commercial, that will be certainly your prerogative. I look forward to seeing you soon and even more forward to watching our open and dangerous southern border finally receive the attention, funding, and security it desperately deserves. Sincerely, Donald J. Trump. Is this for real? This is for real. This was tweeted just by the press secretary, the love of my life, Sarah Huckabee. <laughs> Sanders. Sanders. Sorry. You don't want to give the hubby's name? No, still- because oh. I don't recognize that marriage. I mean, this is nice, right? This, this is what we want is from him. exactly why he is. I know. Sorry. Sorry, people. We don't get political here. I know. We, I know. We don't, we don't get political here. But this right here is why people love the crap out of this man. And hate. And hate. Come on. You send this letter to, and then you go, dear Madam Speaker. Come on. That's a slap in the face right there. 
Well, no, she's the one that sent the letter to him. Yes, exactly. She, she started this. Invite him. She wasn't going to invite him, and he hadn't responded yet. I mean, people, I know I listened to a couple of uh, a couple of hosts, a couple of hosts, yeah, talking heads, uh, a couple of talking heads, uh, and I know one of them, who's on this network, by the way, uh, Mark Levin, uh, was uh, big on uh, saying uh, that he wanted the Senate to invite him. It didn't have to be the House. It could no, be the Senate. it could be the, the Senate, Senate, yeah. He can do it anywhere, you know, whatever. And he was, Mark was saying last night he wanted the Senate and, you know, McConnell to invite him and just do it at the Senate. And, oh, man, we look at that. We don't have room for anybody at the House. You can watch it at home on TV like the rest of America. Tough. Now, as far as I'm concerned, I mean, I say he just wrote it right down the State of the Union on a piece of paper and post it on his Twitter account and be done. More people State will watch it. State of the it. Union. More people will watch it or State read it. State of the Union. Done. And I don't even need a video. No, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, I mean, more people. He's going to want yeah. video because he's Donald Trump. So yes. post a video. Yes, Fine. post it. Record it. Pre-record it. Yep, just like you do your weekly Saturday morning presidential address. Yep. Record your State of the Union. Post it on Twitter. Be done. There you go. And be sure to tag Nancy. Oh yeah, you have to tag Nancy, and send her a letter. But come on, this is fantastic. I love this. Pretty good. I love this. Pretty good. I hope it's real. All right, welcome to Chewing the Fat, and uh, Stephen Baldwin was uh, just talking to uh, Glenn Beck on his uh, radio show, and he thought he could get out of the building, and uh, I weaseled him into the studio. So, Stephen, good to see you. Thanks for stopping in. I appreciate it. How would you call that? Weaseled? Yes, I weaseled uh, you in. No problem. I first know- of all, we got Glenn on the other microphones in the other room, <laughs> monkeying around, talking about <laughs> picking peach fuzz out of people's hair and stuff. Now we're over here chewing the <laughs> Being fat. Weaseled. That's right. We're over here chewing the fat. Chewing the fat. Welcome to the Blaze. It's CRTV, Blaze Media. New deal. I know. You, I heard you over there trying to hawk. I tried to buy I stock in the deal. Flipping share. Were you willing to buy it or you just wanted somebody to give you it? Get- Look, I've been on I've been on the Blaze before. <laughs> I'm the youngest, most fabulous Baldwin brother. Hey. Okay. You're no you're hundred percent you're right. When you're in the 100%. realm of chewing the fat I can make such accusations, <laughs> proclamations, uh, hoot and nanny. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I was just kind of rubbing elbows, saying kudos to Glenn, just so, because the merger is is, is amazing and it's going to grow and it's so. wonderful, and y'all are going to get blessed. Thank you very much. I hope so. That's I hope cool. that's true. Um, the uh, the new film that you're out uh, promoting, mm-hmm. uh, I was just uh, reading a little bit about it. the The guy picks up and moves to India. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess you to do that. I mean, you have to have some strong faith to pick well, your yeah, family to, up to, and to, move sure, and, and yeah. move to well, another well, country. The true and, work of missionary work, like you know, it's not like today. You go to somewhere, but you actually still have your cell phone somewhere, right? You know, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? This guy was doing it when you know he had to figure out where he was getting the drinking water. Right. You know what I mean? And uh, so Graham Staines uh, was uh, an Australian missionary in India who was murdered with his two young sons in 1999 by some Hindi radicals. Uh, but it was really the, 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 the shock wave and the act, after effect of that tragedy and kind of how his wife and surviving daughter lived on and stayed there another oh, wow. 15 years. Fantastic. Uh, and it was really more uh, when he passed and Gladys Staines, his wife said to the media, Hey, you know, this is what we're about as far as this next statement we forgive the people who have done this. That was the headline for weeks Beautiful. across India. 
How hard is um, that? I mean, for her, it probably wasn't so hard. I mean, with her belief and her faith, but right? for well, well, for well, me, when it's that working, would be, yeah. that would be very uh, difficult to, well, to about, reach. Let's not confuse that because there's a lot of people that mourning's mourning and pain is yes. pain and emotions are emotions. But when you really have authentic faith, you're trusting God no matter what. You have to. So that really is what Graham would have wanted for his, his wife to live on and continue the work and the ministry and you know all that stuff. So to have this movie about uh, within global minist- uh, missionary ministry circles, which is massive, as you know, yeah. uh, within the Catholic Church and around the world um, and, and all kinds of denominations. But uh, th- this guy is one of the very few back in the day that was, you, you know, one of the pioneers and walk the walk and talk the talk. Good. I mean, and so the movie is a. Uh based on that story correct it's i mean it's not a biography yeah, a documentary no, it, it, it's I mean, very you, you put your creative it's, you put your creative license on it yeah but 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 as i said you know uh, then kudos to our writer andrew because a, a wonderful uh, indian actor named Sharman joshi plays this journalist and this is what the movie's about this journalist now gets an assignment to to to, to try to get the story on this guy and what is he really about and is he really about a doctor being a medical clinic is he really trying to convert people to christianity right because you had said that uh the deal was is that he could uh he could uh preach if asked correct right so i mean how did he get people to ask him was he doing that was he doing that oh man look at that knee man if you don't ask me about god uh the least of these yeah this depiction of that now the least of these as a feature, a scripted feature. And it's beautiful. You get, catch the trailer when you can. Go to leastofthese.movie. It's not .com. Leastofthese.movie. Okay. The trailer's right there where, where it'll be opening on 700 screens February 1st uh, is all on that website. There's a sneak preview the night before on Fathom. All right. the information is there. But what's cool to me is all these years later, this guy's, you know, his, his, his legacy's so powerful. Still alive. And I think our goal, uh, you know, the producers, the writer, myself, the actors, a terrific actress named Sherry Rigby, uh, who was in a brilliant Christian film called October Baby many years ago. Uh, She's extremely successful. And she she plays Gladys and Charmin plays this journalist. And in that wrapped around and woven into that tapestry of the storyline of the journalist investigating him. We tell Graham's story, and it's beautiful. That's great. I'm really looking forward to it. So, you've you've got this in the can. You know, get, get ready to promote the first of February. Yeah. Right. And uh, anything else? What do you got? What are you, what are you busy doing now? You just wandering around? Well, doing I'm nothing, getting. You guys will hear or? about it in the next uh, couple of months. Uh, I'll be announcing a veterans initiative I'm doing through my uh, kind of a new humanitarian uh, organization I'm launching called Humble Resources. Okay. And uh, Humble Resource is going to do a veterans initiative, uh, roll that out kind of big, actually. I'll, I'll be announcing that soon. Uh, and then again, I'm, I just partnered with a guy who wrote a great book called Culture of the Few. His name's Brad McCoy. Uh, he's out of uh, Pennsylvania, and he's a pastor, and he wrote this little ministry book about you know how to follow Jesus, uh, but doing it kind of sort of the simple, walking around, simple, relational way that Jesus did it. It's called Culture of the Few. So he and I are talking about maybe setting up some events, but more in cafes and kind of you know small and more kind of intimate uh, oh, to, to cool. do like 
uh, uh, let's call it like a town hall meeting format, kind of open forum, public discussion of that idea, culture of the few, the book, and those identifiers of that walk and the message of the yeah, book. Yeah, that's great. Stephen, thank you very much. I know you got to go. I know you're pressed for time. If this man snaps his fingers at me one more time. That's Larry that's Ross, last, Buster Brown. I wouldn't mess with Larry Ross. My fingers um, there, right? But listen, this is yeah, fun. Thank thanks for... Uh, I appreciate it very much. Thanks for roping me in here. Absolutely. Uh, Weasel. Weasel, thank you. I had fun. <laughs> uh, uh, chewing the fat.